When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him to Pilate the governor. When Judas, his betrayer, saw that he was condemned, he repented and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned in betraying innocent blood. What is that to us? See to it yourself. And throwing down the pieces of silver in the temple, he departed. And he went and hanged himself. But the chief priests, taking the pieces of silver, said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury, since they are blood money. So they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him on whom a price had been set by some of the sons of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, <laughs> Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he made no answer. Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor wondered greatly. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you? Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him. Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much over him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the people to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? Barabbas! Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? Let him be crucified! Why? What evil has he done? But the crowd shouted all the more, Let him be crucified! So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd. I am innocent of this righteous man's blood. See to it yourselves. His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium, and they gathered the whole battalion before him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe upon him, 
and plaiting a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. Kneeling before him, they mocked him. <laughs> Hail, King of the Jews! And they spat upon him and took the reed and struck him on the head. When they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they came upon a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. This man they compelled to carry his cross. When they came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink, mingled with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. Over his head, they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads. You! who would destroy the temple and build it in three days. Save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests, with the scribes and elders, mocked him. He saved others. He cannot save himself. <laughs> he is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice. Eli! Eli! Lama Zabak Thani! That is, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the others <laughs> said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit.
And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe. Truly, this was the Son of God. There were also many women there looking on from afar who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Joseph and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and departed. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the sepulcher. Next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate. Sir, we remember how that imposter said while he was still alive. After three days, I will rise again. Therefore, order the sepulcher to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead. And the last fraud will be worse than the first. You have a guard of soldiers. Go. Make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the sepulcher secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat upon it. His appearance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, for he has risen as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. Lo, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them. Hail! And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Do not be afraid. 
Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, to the close of the age. The Gospel According to Mark The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, who shall prepare thy way, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And there went out to him all the country of Judea and all the people of Jerusalem. And they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and had a leather girdle around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached. After me comes he who is mightier than I, the thong of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens opened and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. Thou art my beloved Son. With thee I am well pleased. The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days tempted by Satan. He was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of God. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And passing along by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net in the sea, for they were fishermen. Follow me, 
and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. They went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. Immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, Be silent, and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, What is this? A new teaching. With authority, he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. And immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever, and immediately they told Jesus of her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she served them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered together about the door. He healed many who were sick with various diseases, and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. In the morning, a great while before day, he rose and went out to a lonely place, and there he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and they found him. Everyone is searching for you. Let us go on to the next towns, that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. A leper came to Jesus, beseeching him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once. See that you say nothing to anyone but go. Show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to the people. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town but was out in the country and people came to him from every quarter. When Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home, and many were gathered together so that there was no longer room for them, 
not even about the door. Jesus was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. When they could not get near Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the pallet on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, My son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts. Why does this man speak thus? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question thus in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Rise, take up your pallet and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, Rise, take up your pallet, and go home. And he rose, and immediately took up the pallet, and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God. We never saw anything like this. He went out again beside the sea. All the crowd gathered about him, and he taught them. As he passed on, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, Follow me. And Levi rose and followed him. As he sat at table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were sitting with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and people came and said to Jesus, why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost. And so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh skins. One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Have you never read what David did? When he was in need and was hungry, he and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God when Abiathar was high priest and ate the bread of the presence, which 
It is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and also gave it to those who were with him. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Again, Jesus entered the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand. And they watched him to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. Jesus said to the man who had the withered hand, Come here. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? They were silent. He looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. The man stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against Jesus. How? to destroy him. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed, also from Judea and Jerusalem, and Idumea, and from beyond the Jordan, and from about Tyre and Sidon, a great multitude, hearing all that he did, came to him. Jesus told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, lest they should crush him, for he had healed many, so that all who had diseases pressed upon him to touch him. And whenever the unclean spirits beheld Jesus, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God! Jesus strictly ordered them not to make him known. Jesus went up on the mountain and called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him. He appointed twelve to be with him, and to be sent out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. Simon, whom he surnamed Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, whom he surnamed Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder, Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon, the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Then he went home, and the crowd came together again, so that they could not even eat. When his family heard it, they went out to seize him. He is beside himself. The scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He is possessed by Beelzebul, and by the prince of demons he casts out the demons. Jesus called them to him and said to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then, indeed, he may plunder his house. Truly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men, and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty 
of an eternal sin. He has an unclean spirit. Jesus' mother and his brethren came, and standing outside they sent to him and called him. A crowd was sitting about him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brethren are outside asking for you. Who are my mother and my brethren? Looking around on those who sat about him, he said, Here are my mother and my brethren. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. Again, Jesus began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. He taught them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen! A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it had not much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. When the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seeds fell into good soil and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. When he was alone, those who were about him with the twelve asked him concerning the parables. And he said to them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see, but not perceive, and may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn again and be forgiven. Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables. The sower sows the word. These are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word which is sown in them. And these, in like manner, are the ones sown upon rocky ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy and they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. Others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the delight in riches and the desire for other things enter in and choke the word and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown upon the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. 
Is a lamp brought in to be put under a bushel or under a bed, and not on a stand? For there is nothing hid, except to be made manifest. Nor is anything secret except to come to light. If any man has ears to hear, let him hear. Take heed what you hear. The measure you give will be the measure you get, and still. More will be given you, for to him who has, will more be given, and from him who has not, even what he has, will be taken away. The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed upon the ground, and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He knows not how. The earth produces of itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, Is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples he explained everything. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, "Let us go across to the other side." And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. A great storm of wind arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But Jesus was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. They woke him. Teacher, do you not care if we perish? And he awoke. And rebuked the wind. Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Why are you afraid? Have you no faith? They were filled with awe. Who then is this that even wind and sea obey him? They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. When Jesus had come out of the boat, there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him any more, even with a chain, for he had often been bound with fetters and chains. But the chains he wrenched apart, and the fetters he broke in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs. And on the mountains, he was always crying out and bruising himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, "What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. What is your name?" My name is Legion, 
for we are many. And he begged Jesus eagerly not to send them out of the country. Now a great herd of swine was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him, Send us to the swine. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine. The herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and were drowned in the sea. The herdsmen fled and told it in the city and in the country, and people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and saw the demoniac sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, the man who had had the legion, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told what had happened to the demoniac and to the swine. They began to beg Jesus to depart from their neighborhood. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus refused. Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all men marveled. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and besought him. My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be made well and live. And Jesus went with him. A great crowd followed him and thronged about him. There was a woman who had had a flow of blood for twelve years, and who had suffered much under many physicians. She had spent all that she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus, and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. If I touch even his garments, I shall be made well. Immediately, the hemorrhage ceased, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone forth from him, immediately turned about in the crowd. Who touched my garments? His disciples said to him. You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, who touched me? Jesus looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had been done to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But, ignoring what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. Jesus allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, Jesus saw a tumult and people weeping and wailing loudly. When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a tumult and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him 
and went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha Kumi, which means, Little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and walked. She was 12 years of age. They were immediately overcome with amazement. Jesus strictly charged them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. He went away from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. Where did this man get all this? What is the wisdom given to him? What mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter? The son of Mary and brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country and among his own kin, and in his own house. Jesus could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands upon a few sick people and healed them, and he marveled because of their unbelief. He went about among the villages teaching, and he called to him the twelve, and began to send them out two by two, and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He charged them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not put on two tunics. Where you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. And if any place will not receive you, and they refuse to hear you, when you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet for a testimony against them. So they went out and preached that men should repent, and they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many that were sick, and healed them. King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some said, John the baptizer has been raised from the dead. That is why these powers are at work in him. But others said, It is Elijah. And others said, It is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For Herod had sent and seized John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. For John said to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Herodias had a grudge against John and wanted to kill him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man and kept him safe. When Herod heard John, he was much perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. But an opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers and the leading men of Galilee. When Herodias' daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will grant it. Whatever you ask me... I will give you even half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask? The head of John the Baptizer. 
Herodias' daughter came in immediately with haste to the king. I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was exceedingly sorry, mm. but because of his oaths and his guests, he did not want to break his word to her. Immediately the king sent a soldier of the guard and gave orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. When John's disciples heard of it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. Come away by yourselves to a lonely place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat, and they went away in the boat to a lonely place by themselves. Now many saw them going and knew them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. As Jesus went ashore, he saw a great throng, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When it grew late, his disciples came to him. This is a lonely place, and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the country and villages round about and buy themselves something to eat. You give them something to eat. Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves have you? Go and see. Five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down by companies upon the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, Jesus looked up to heaven and blessed, and broke the loaves, and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all, and they all ate and were satisfied. They took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. Those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. When evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and Jesus was alone on the land. He saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out. For they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them. Take heart, it is I. Have no fear. And he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. They were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves but their hearts were hardened. And when they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored to the shore. When they got out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him and ran about the whole neighborhood and began to bring sick people on their pallets to any place where they heard Jesus was. Wherever he came, in villages, cities, or country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and besought him that they might touch even the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched it, were made well. 
Now, when the Pharisees gathered together to Jesus with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands, observing the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they purify themselves. There are many other traditions which they observe, the washing of cups and pots and vessels of bronze. The Pharisees and the scribes asked Jesus, Why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with hands defiled? Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites. As it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold fast the tradition of men. You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother. And he who speaks evil of father or mother, let him surely die. But you say, If a man tells his father or his mother, What you would have gained from me is korban, that is, given to God. Then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God through your tradition which you hand on. And many such things you do. He called the people to him again. Hear me, all of you, and understand, there is nothing outside a man which by going into him can defile him. But the things which come out of a man are what defile him. When Jesus had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. He said to them, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a man from outside cannot defile him, since it enters not his heart, but his stomach, and so passes on? Thus, he declared all foods clean. What comes out of a man is what defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, fornication, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a man. And from there, he arose and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house, and would not have anyone know it, yet he could not be hid. Immediately, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an unclean spirit heard of him, and came and fell down at his feet. Now, the woman was a Greek, Syrophoenician by birth, and she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter, he said to her, Let the children first be fed, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. For this saying, you may go your way. The demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found the child lying in bed. 
the demon gone. Then Jesus returned from the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee, through the region of the Decapolis. And they brought to him a man who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they besought him to lay his hand upon him. Taking him aside from the multitude privately, he put his fingers into his ear, and he spat and touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Jesus charged them to tell no one, but the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it, and they were astonished beyond measure. He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the dumb speak. In those days, when again a great crowd had gathered and they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him. I have compassion on the crowd, because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way, and some of them have come a long way. How can one feed these men with bread here in the desert? How many loaves have you? Seven. Jesus commanded the crowd to sit down on the ground. He took the seven loaves and, having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people, and they set them before the crowd. They had a few small fish, and having blessed them, he commanded that these also should be set before the crowd. And they ate and were satisfied. And they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. There were about 4,000 people. He sent them away. And immediately he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanutha. The Pharisees came and began to argue with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. He sighed deeply in his spirit. Why does this generation seek a sign? Truly, I say to you, no sign shall be given to this generation. And he left them. And getting into the boat again, he departed to the other side. Now they had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. Take heed. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. The disciples discussed it with one another. We have no bread. Why do you discuss the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? Twelve. And the seven? For the 4,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? Seven. Do you not yet understand? And they came to Bethsaida. Some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. 
And when he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands upon him, he asked him, Do you see anything? I see men, but they look like trees walking. Then again, Jesus laid his hands upon his eyes, and he looked intently and was restored and saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him away to his home. Do not even enter the village. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked his disciples, Who do men say that I am? John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and others one of the prophets. But who do you say that I am? You are the Christ. Jesus charged them to tell no one about him, and he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said this plainly. Peter took him and began to rebuke him, but turning and seeing his disciples, Jesus rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, for you are not on the side of God, but of men. Jesus called to him the multitude with his disciples. If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? For what can a man give in return for his life? Whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Truly, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His garments became glistening, intensely white, as no fuller on earth could bleach them, and there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, and they were talking to Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is well that we are here. Let us make three booths, one for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Peter did not know what to say, for they were exceedingly afraid. And a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them but Jesus only. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man should have risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what the rising from the dead meant. Why do the scribes say that first Elijah must come? Elijah does come first 
to restore all things. And how is it written of the Son of Man that he should suffer many things and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has come, and they did to him whatever they pleased, as it is written of him. When they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd about them, and scribes arguing with them. Immediately all the crowd, when they saw Jesus, were greatly amazed, and ran up to him and greeted him. He asked them, What are you discussing with them? Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a dumb spirit. Wherever it seizes him, it dashes him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. When the spirit saw Jesus, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he had this? From childhood, and it has often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have pity on us and help us. If you can, all things are possible to him who believes. I believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit. You dumb and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. After crying out and convulsing the boy terribly, it came out, and the boy was like a corpse. He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. When he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer and fasting. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. Jesus would not have anyone know it, for he was teaching his disciples. The Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days, he will rise. But they did not understand the saying, and they were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you discussing on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had discussed with one another who was the greatest. Jesus sat down and called the twelve. If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and put him in the midst of them, and taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. <laughs> Teacher, we saw a man casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he was not following us. 
do not forbid him. For no one who does a mighty work in my name will be able soon after to speak evil of me. For he that is not against us is for us. Truly, I say to you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung round his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands to go to hell, to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than with two feet to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good. But if the salt has lost its saltness, how will you season it? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. Jesus left there and went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan, and crowds gathered to him again. And again, as his custom was, he taught them. Pharisees came up and, in order to test him, asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? What did Moses command you? Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and to put her away. For your hardness of heart... He wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. The two shall become one. So they are no longer two, but one. What therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. In the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter, and he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. They were bringing children to Jesus that he might touch them, and the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant. Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands upon them. As he was sitting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? 
No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. Do not kill. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, all these I have observed from my youth. Jesus, looking upon him, loved him. You lack one thing. Go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. At that saying, his countenance fell, and he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were exceedingly astonished. Then who can be saved? With men, it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, Lo, we have left everything and followed you. Truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands, with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many that are first will be last, and the last first. They were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them. They were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. Taking the twelve again, he began to tell them what was to happen to him. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and the scribes. They will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles, and they will mock him and spit upon him, and scourge him, and kill him. And after three days, he will rise. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him. Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. What do you want me to do for you? Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left. In your glory. <laughs> you do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? Or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? We are able. We are. The cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant. But 
it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard it, they began to be indignant at James and John. And Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that those who are supposed to rule over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man also came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And they came to Jericho. As he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Call him. Take heart. Rise. He is calling you. And throwing off his mantle, he sprang up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Master, let me receive my sight. Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. When they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples. Go into the village opposite you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord has need of it, and will send it back here immediately. And they went away and found a colt tied at the door out in the open street, and they untied it. Those who stood there said to them, What are you doing in tying the colt? They told them what Jesus had said, and they let them go. They brought the colt to Jesus, and threw their garments on it, and he sat upon it. And many spread their garments on the road, and others spread leafy branches which they had cut from the fields. Those who went before and those who followed cried out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is he! Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that is coming! Hosanna in the highest! He entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked round at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. They came to Jerusalem, and Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. 
he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. The chief priests and the scribes heard it and sought a way to destroy him, for they feared him, because all the multitude was astonished at his teaching. When evening came, they went out of the city. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots, and Peter remembered. Master, look! The fig tree which you cursed has withered. Have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. And they came again to Jerusalem. As Jesus was walking in the temple, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him. By what authority are you doing these things? Or who gave you this authority to do them? I will ask you a question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from men? Answer me. And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe him? But shall we say from men? They were afraid of the people, for all held that John was a real prophet. So they answered Jesus, uh, We do not know. Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. 